Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody-Mills. And I am so mad. Mm-hmm. Ugh, there's so many things to be mad about. Can we just, like, vent and let it out? And maybe mm-hmm. the world will be at one tiny percentile better after we vented and let it out? Yeah, we can start there. Go I ahead. am mad at Iowa. Hmm. You fucked up. <laughs> You had one job. One fucking job. I told my son, he woke up the morning after and he said, so who won Iowa? And I said, we don't know. And he gave me this look like, what? And I said, exactly. And he said, aren't they just counting votes? I'm like, yeah, Uh there's no subtraction. There's no division. There's No. no multiplication. There's no long division. It's just addition. And it's not that many people. No, but let's Maybe use... they all look alike. Maybe let's... that's the problem. Well, <laughs> we can dig into that. But let's also use an app for something that you could use a whiteboard for. Right? Like, let's all make something that is already looks crazy on television more complicated by adding on an app that you didn't need to... Technology doesn't make everything fucking better. No, it doesn't. But, you know, my big problem with Iowa is not the failure of the counting, is not the technological failure, but the fact that Iowa still is first in the nation. For the Democratic Party, at least, maybe maybe it works for the Republican Party, as center of the country, rural, super white, super red, maybe it works for them. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make any sense for the Democratic Party to start their campaign, to start their primary season in rural, red, ultra-white, Iowa. 91% white. It's not not even reflective of the white representation nationally, which is somewhere around 62%. It's at 91%. It's 30% more white than America as a whole. This is how we see the Democratic Party itself is not approaching elections properly mm-hmm. is not approaching elections in a way that is designed for us to win it just keep doing the same things we've been doing and not say hey let's look at the process because there is a problem with the process there's a problem with starting in iowa and new hampshire there's a problem with the way we do debates there are so many problems with the super delegate system let's redesign the system 
so that we get a better outcome. We get a better candidate who is ready for the general and for the presidency rather than doing things the lame way we've been doing them, which is not producing candidates who are ready to win. You know, what's funny is that people would be shocked at the fact that my mother doesn't curse. The woman that gave birth to me, who curses all the time, does not curse. My mother said to me, what, Danielle, the hell is going on with the shit in Iowa? She goes, I don't understand what is wrong with these people. And also, why do we keep, and by we, Danielle, I mean Democrats as a whole, chasing around after white people? This is my mother, by the way, who is not at all like me. She is calm and sweet. And, you know. You're sweet sometimes. Okay. Especially when you're sleeping. I'm like a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> do you, if I were a candy. Do you think that Iowa is really over? Like, we really are going to be able to push them back into the pack, like, shove them to Super Tuesday or something? I believe that Iowa should be done and is done. I think that they have shown. I mean, the fact that we are days after the vote was supposed to happen. And do you know what? There's still Still 25 percent of the vote that is out. You know, if you handed in a 75 percent paper or 75 percent of your school project, you know what grade you get? Incomplete. F. Oh, yes. In some places, also an incomplete. So Iowa, for me, you go to the back of the line. I don't like you go all the way to the back of the line. So the completely meaningless. But what is also pissing me off is then now this battle between Buttigieg and Biden. And I'm like, it's like the super white battle. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't actually care. What about... do you mean a Biden a Biden so, with him? Because not Bi- I because um, it appears to me not Biden. I'm okay, sorry, Sanders. Bernie. Yeah. So you have Bernie saying, "Well, I won the popular vote." Pete Buttigieg saying, "Well, I got the 40 super delegates." And I'm can like, anybody say they won Iowa? We haven't finished counting the votes. That's my point. It's like just stop because guess what, guys? It doesn't matter. And Pete Buttigieg, you don't poll anywhere else other than whitey white land. Right. Like that's it for you. New Hampshire and Iowa where you're saving fucking grace outside of that. You're not getting anywhere. You're not getting any traction. Can you imagine Buttigieg, the old person's vision of the perfect white person and Bernie, the young person's vision of the perfect old person? It's so crazy. (laughs) It's like a Hollywood movie between the two of them. I'm thrilled to see Biden get his comeuppance, fall down. He's either fourth or fifth. Uh-huh. complaining about the system suddenly and with name recognition like his to come in fourth or so Oof. is devastating. Oof. The votes is not, is not there. The support is not there. Mm-hmm. People are not, at least in little teeny Iowa, super white Iowa, they are not getting it. When they were on the college campuses, there were like two Biden people with T-shirts out of like out of hundreds that were there caucusing. Literally, every spot that they went to that was reflective of young people, there were like two people in Biden T-shirts. But we should not. The Democratic Party should not be beholden to because it's not the Democratic Party that's saying we want to start in Iowa. Iowa has it in their state constitution Mm -hmm. that we're going to be the first caucus. If you move up to October, we're going to move up to September. If you move up to July of the year before, we're going to move up to June. Like, that's ridiculous. We need to not have Iowa and New Hampshire be the first two states because they are poor tests of who we need to be nominating as a Democratic Party. We should make moves to start in, like, Pennsylvania 
or Michigan. Like these, or, or perhaps even in Ohio, because it always comes down to Ohio. So let's start in Ohio. So I talked to some members of Congress this week, right? And I, you know, and I keep talking to folks from like majority minority states. And so I talked to Congressman Al Green of Texas. And I, I said to him, and I love, I love him. Great singer. I love Al Green. But I said to him, I said, you know, what do you think about the cycle beginning in Iowa? And he's like, I think that it's. It's completely and totally antiquated and right. has been. He's like, why wouldn't you start in a place like Texas? Why wouldn't you go to Georgia? Why wouldn't you go to California where the delegate numbers also actually fucking matter? I wouldn't go to California, but I would consider a Georgia. Like I said, Ohio is a true bellwether state. And to spend six months barnstorming Iowa, get to know, oh, excuse me, Ohioans. Ohio. And figure out Ohio and it's both there's red and blue mm-hmm. there's urban and there's rural mm-hmm. it's a little southern it's definitely midway I mean southern culturally but midwestern definitely so you can really get to I mean like if Ohio if we know Ohio is a bellwether state also it, there are black people there come on there's there's major like, cities like, like actual but I mean like if you know Ohio people. is a bellwether state why would you not target that or a Pennsylvania which also has Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and the South in the middle, right? So, I mean, like, you like test both at the same time rather than the country is becoming too black and brown to allow Iowa and New Hampshire to have such an impact starting the race. These two little tiny, strange states. We can say this that I believe that they have sealed their own fate. It was not even about us like doing, you know, a vote or deciding whatever. They have sealed their own fate. They had one job. The entire country, the entire world's eyes were on Iowa. This is their big moment. It's their pageant, right? Like everybody's been courting them. They got dressed up. They got, you know, they were ready for their close up and And they they fell on their face. I mean, fell on their face. But if we were really done with Iowa, Where's your boy Tom Perez, right? Why is he not out in media saying either we're done with Iowa, they've screwed up, we're changing the system, or everything's okay, we're working together to figure it out. You know, because I do have people texting me like, it's not that big a deal. Getting it right is more important than getting it fast. I don't agree with that. Because partly it reminds me of the year that La La Land, excuse me, Moonlight won the Oscar. Okay, because part of the thing is that moment in the sun on Monday night Mm -hmm. when somebody gets to go in front of the country and all the voters to come and all the donors out there and say, I won. Give to me. Roll with me. And you walked away with no winner. And frankly, you bring up Tom Perez and he could have used this also as deflection from his own fuck up, Mm. you know, changing the debate rules Mm. midway through when we asked for the debate rules to be changed so that I don't know the people of the color that were that were in the race could have remained in the race. But you want to change things so that a billionaire gets to be on stage, mm. a billionaire gets to be in the race. Like, can we check his bank accounts? Can we check the DNC's <laughs> bank accounts right now? Because that just didn't bode well for me. Didn't make it sense. really did not make sense. And so to your point, if he wanted to do a pivot of like, yeah, we know we stay fucking up, then... Let's have a conversation really about Iowa because this is not where we're going to be looking moving forward. I do suspect that Team Biden has busted a tire 
and will have a hard time keeping it going. Hmm. Really? Because remember, our friends in South Carolina, steady voting for him. The polls still say it. South Carolina may continue to go for him. Mm -hmm. But if he finishes third or fourth in in New New Hampshire— and third or fourth in Nevada, then he's done. How do you? Where is this? And again, against the name recognition, the people who you see get a steep hockey stick, sharp upward as time goes on. Those are people who haven't had the name recognition. And mm-hmm. as the country gets to know a Bill Clinton, gets to know a Barack Obama, they like him more, and he goes up. That is not something that Biden is going to be able to experience. The whole country already knows who he is. And if the country is not actually going to the booth and pulling the lever for him or caucusing for him, whatever that means, uh, (laughs) then it's not going to work out. It's not going to last. It's not going to happen for him. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. No, it's not. It's (laughs) not going to happen. But here's the thing. I am now becoming increasingly worried about Bloomberg. I think Mm. that Iowa gave Bloomberg an alley-oop that he needed because essentially he's not paying attention to the first four states because he has decided, numbers guy, y'all don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So I'm going to focus on Super Tuesday and that's where I'm putting my money. I'm going to double down on the ads. His polling continues to go up because he's buying the numbers. He is running. He's he's being very snappy and smart in his ads and on social media. And I am concerned that he's making himself a factor. And Iowa just reminded people in the grand scheme of things, like, "Mm, maybe this is a billionaire versus billionaire. Did you see his response to that? Reporter said, oh, do you think that America wants a billionaire versus a billionaire? And Bloomberg's response was, who's the other one? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Love you. Oh, it was the funniest Love thing. Love that. He Love was that. like, who's a, who, who are you talking about? Oh, it's God. me and who? The non-billionaire mm. was on stage Tuesday night mm-hmm. flapping his gums. I always wondered what a Klan rally would look like. Oh, yeah, I said it. Wow. <laughs> It was like it was like a Republican campaign rally mm. in an incredibly inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. Uh, senators should not be chanting four more years while the president is talking, staging some reality. Sh- and I love to see a soldier come home and reunite with his family. But is that what we should be doing in the middle of the state of the union? And do you th- do you think it's appropriate as a black person? To be part of the show, to show up with your daughter and be front and, st- front and center supporting this man and getting a scholar. Like, I mean, I would hope that you would say, oh, hell no. Well, I don't care. There were always those type of black people, mm. Torway. We had special names for those people. Mm, come okay. On. So <laughs> starts with house, right? ends with R. Mm-hmm. So there were always those types of black folks that, you know, felt like the proximity to their white master was going to court them more favor. Mm. So let's understand the mentality that is there. And the idea that you would allow yourself to be used as a prop. God, a Tuskegee Like it to airman? be used as a, like, and the Tuskegee Airmen, like, you mean the people that were literally used as experiments, Mm. right? Like, come the fuck on. Mm. 
I just, I cannot. So I won't even delve into a conversation about those black people because I have nothing to but say I about them. But I love the conversation about how Pelosi, who is my spirit animal, oh. I love her, how she ripped up his live-filled speech, which was mm. awesome. I hope that that was spontaneous and not something that she had planned like four days earlier. Like, I'm going to rip it up, stand up, I mean, when, and rip it up so that the cameras can see me. And she did it like three times to make sure that it could be missed. It's a big piece of paper. Missed. She wanted to make sure it could be recycled. <laughs> no, it was three different pieces of paper that she ripped. And I like the fact that she did like the good, you know, let me bang it on the table, line it up, and then but, rip, I, I mean, rip. The, the right is like, you know, oh, she's the classless one. He entered the hall refusing to shake her hand, okay? He gave his speech, which is full of classlessness. He exudes classlessness with everything that he does. He is the one who refused to invite CNN, okay, to the traditional luncheon before that all media attends. And I don't appreciate that media does not see itself as more of an important group because an attack on CNN should be an attack on all of them. Is an attack on all of them. Mm-hmm. And they should see that that today it's CNN, tomorrow well, it could be you. Right. And the attempt to chill CNN is also an attempt to chill you and like, oh, you could get cut out. They should work together and say these sort of exclusions are not acceptable. And we all will say no and let him have another conversation alone with Fox. I fully believe that. And I don't understand why the media does not do that. I don't understand why they don't recognize the power that they have that after 2016 that they still don't recognize the power that they have and the mistakes that they continue to make. And the fact is, is that yes, if you come for one of us, you come for all of us. That should be their attitude. It should be their attitude when they're in the press conferences and you're watching Trump attack black female reporters and you're watching him like have men, white guys thrown out out for asking follow-up questions. That question should be re-asked by everybody else until it is answered. Like, why not have that kind of pact? I don't know. No, I don't know. And it's not right. And it lacks an understanding of the importance of media for itself, Mm -hmm. that you're allowing one outlet to be silenced and not understanding that also has an impact on us. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, 
immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. We, we, we gave a medal of fucking freedom to mm-hmm. rush fucking Limbaugh. Okay, we didn't do dick. Okay? <laughs> like, I was not asked for who I was going to offer that to. You had John fucking Lewis. You have, like, Mr. Cummings. You have people, right, who just recently are no longer with us who spent their entire lives fighting, working, doing all these things. But a man who talked about Michelle Obama referred to her as a primate in heels. A man that called for the birth certificate along with the birther in chief, right? A man that is a junkie Mm. and a racist Mm. and all of these different... And I say that because I I will say it. And I'm not saying that if you have... Like, this is a horrible disgusting human being. Yeah. And the fact that you would cheapen, tarnish, disgrace the Congressional Medal of Freedom by putting it around that fat son of a bitch's neck. Not that fat anymore. <laughs> and I love I love the 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 sanctimonious look that he got like it was a surprise award and like oh for me oh this is so amazing oh my god oh i'm so oh oh my god spare me the bullshit this person is all the things that you said racist sexist Mm -hmm. homophobic on and on Mm -hmm. but not merely in his own private life Mm -mm. he's been deeply influential Mm -hmm. in the country i mean like again if this was part of a novel it would be too on the nose because the journey of america to trump begins in large part with rush limbaugh Mm -hmm. and newt gingrich being the other partner in that movement but rush limbaugh really one of the fathers of modern right-wing radio and the Mm -hmm. boisterous dishonest loud, aggressive, personally attacking, racist style that has become part and parcel of the modern Republican Party. Rush Limbaugh is one of the fathers, one of the key architects of that. And so there is a direct line from him to Trump, Mm -hmm. ideologically, that's shaping the Republican Party. And to have Trump become president and give the Medal of Freedom to Rush in his last State of the Union. It's too on the nose, novel writer. You cannot do that. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. So the Congressional Medal of Freedom, much like our Constitution, much like the Oval Office, mean nothing. It means nothing. No. Mean nothing. We could all, you know what? I'm going to award you the Congressional Medal of Freedom on the Come next on. show. Come I'm going to, you know, like, I, I'm sure we can all pick it up in a gift shop around the corner now. It's at the 99 cent store. It's, That's how much Trump has cheapened it's not, what that honor means. It's not supposed to be a State of the Union prop. It's supposed to be something that you give out in the afternoon, like in the White House, not in the middle of the but state of the Touré, union if your entire life is a reality tv show if your entire presidency is a reality tv show everyone is a prop 
including mm-hmm. your wife, including your children, mm-hmm. including everybody that is everything is a prop. Everything is meant to either distract or entertain. That is why Trump is a master at what he is doing. He is the man behind the curtain, the magician, all of those things. Because America is so fucking dumbed down. Our brains are cotton candy. We're Netflixing and chilling ourselves to death. We're doing like we're <laughs> There's binge, the title. We're binging and doing like binge watching and doing everything to bury our heads in the sand. Like he knows that. He knows that we don't have attention spans. He knows that everything is about entertainment and that's what he gets gives that's what he gives out they're chanting those chants at this at the state of the union should scare the hell out of every person who is not white straight a male and christian in these united states mm. it was a clan rally that was government sponsored it was sick and it was terrifying and frankly what pisses me off about iowa just to circle back to those fucking people is that their voter turnout their caucus turnout was low it was 2016 level low what? What's the problem, people? Right? Are you not scared? Because they don't have to be scared. What the fuck are they afraid of, Torre? Well, Their lives in middle America will be the same. None of the policies that Trump is ushering up, none of the bans that he's putting together, they don't affect their lives. And that's what it shows me, that it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, we're either Bernie or bust because nothing is going to affect them because their whiteness is their currency. That's the fucking problem. I thought things were going hard for rural farmers. What oh, happened? Yeah. You'd yeah. think they'd come out. 20%. In the tank, but they're walking around with their MAGA hats on. Let me throw one more thing at you that really angered me this week. And you know, I like you know Elizabeth... it's only midweek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I like this... Elizabeth Warren oh, a lot, God. and I have been supporting and supportive of Elizabeth Warren for a long time, and I continue to ride with her. Mm-hmm. Even though I would be thrilled to pull a lever for Bernie, I would be thrilled to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. But she keeps doing this thing that bothers the fuck out of me. What is it? I mean, the first thing she said in her non-victory speech, she calls herself the daughter of a janitor. And I got into a big fight with a bunch of people who love her on the Twitter because to them, lying does not matter. She is not the daughter of a janitor. Her father was a salesman who had a heart attack when she was an older child, around 12. And after that, he became a maintenance man. And I got a lot of tweets about how maintenance man is the same as a janitor. Kind of. People who know that know there is a difference. A maintenance man is a requires more ed, a little more education, a little more it's a little it. more okay. engineering, a little more HVAC, more AC. It is not cleaning up. There's nothing wrong with cleaning up. It is a fantastically important job, but it's not the same. And it does not communicate the same I'm from the poor's thing. Mm-hmm. To say I'm a janitor's daughter is not a total lie, but it's truth-ish. <laughs> Right. To say that. uh, And, you know, and people are like, well, why do you believe her him and not her? Because her brother was the one who came out and said, why would her brother do that, by the way? Because he's offended that she's calling their father a janitor when he was not. He's like, he was a maintenance man. No, he's not. But, you know, this is a person who is also and I support her. But support her does not mean that I have to like every single thing she does and i don't have to march right behind her in every i can be critical of the candidates sure. that 
I like. And she said that her children went to public school. Not really. Where did they go? They went to private school. And it's not the same. It's not. Is it a bad lie? No. But it's meant to make you seem a little more salt of the earth. You are salt of the earth. You are the Consumer Protection Bureau. I believe that Elizabeth Warren cares deeply and truthfully about people Mm -hmm. and is working hard for the people. But then she says these little things. She was forced out of her job because she was pregnant. She was not forced out of the job because she was pregnant. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I haven't even gotten to the big one. Oh. I mean, come on. I was why, gonna, yeah. why are you saying these things that you're Native American? You're not. Why are you saying these things when it just distracts us from the work, the great and important and valuable work that you've done, the great and important and valuable ideas and plans that you have, the great person that you are? Who could be a fantastic campaigner, could be a great president. But when you do these little things, it drags us off the train to want to talk about these other things. Why but do you keep it, doing Tori, that? Does it drag us off the train because we're dealing with a man that has told over 16,000 lies and keeps going? Does it so drag why us bother? off to why try bother? and be why tell a, little, a lie? little bit more appealing? Because politics at its heart is about fucking lying and convincing people she that is, you're just like them when I, in fact you're not your best. Are you are you are you really is the difference in the race really going to be if she tells people she's the daughter of a janitor or not the daughter of a salesman? Does the daughter of a salesman not sound good enough at this stage in the game? I'm going to be frank with you. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I really don't. I think that Elizabeth. Warren has policies that he for lies days. is not a reason for no, us to lie. It, it definitely we is should not. be better. We, you know what? We're not because fr- and here's we the, oh, are. No, 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 no. Because let me let me tell you why. Because again, I'm going to bring up my mother. She said to me, "You know what? I'm tired of. I'm tired of Democrats thinking that they're the better guy in the room. We are. When in fact, when in fact, 
Do you know who wins at the end in this particular fucking story? It's not the good guy. And so let's all stop pretending that we need to have the utmost morals and the utmost this, that, and the other thing. I love Michelle Obama, but you know what? These motherfuckers have been going low for the longest time, and I want to meet them fucking there. Does that mean that I think that it's okay for Elizabeth Warren to say these things? No. But is it even remotely a comparison to Trump? No, No, it's not. No, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. But that doesn't mean that our candidate shouldn't be above that. Just tell the truth. Your true story is fantastic. Your true story is amazing. It, Stick to that. Did it you don't ever have occur to... to you that maybe she believed that her father was a janitor? Because he maybe was in a uniform, maybe had a lot of keys, maybe went off, came back. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a different idea. I mean, I thought that my grandfather was an electrician. He really wasn't. He was she's, a handyman. She's a man old that was enough to know. A handy at a lot of things. She's old enough she to know. She was 12. Her. Yeah, but she's not 12 now. Well, you know, here's what I'm saying. I don't care. I got a white supremacist and Klan people chanting in the want, on Capitol Hill. I want my candidate to be the best that they can possibly be. And I can support Elizabeth Warren and also be critical and say, this is not helping your own cause. And you can be better if you are just tell just tell the 100 percent truth. Don't make it sound better. Don't embellish it then, because it distracts us from great. the actual. Then message. we should hold Biden to the same thing. We should hold oh, Bernie please. Sanders to the same oh, thing. Come on. We should hold Pete Buttigieg to the same thing. Like they all have to. I can I, I would can love to. I would love to. And lies we, that all would, of them I, have told I, on I, the trail. I would love to. I'm all for that. And you and I have completely dismissed Buttigieg and Biden. We don't like them at all. So, <laughs> like, let's, let's, I mean, like, we don't accept them. Even if they tell the whole truth, we don't I accept don't them accept at them all. all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't like them on a policy level. So, like, just, yeah. they get the back of our shoulder, not even the dirt off our shoulder. Now, yeah. you want to talk about Bernie? Come on, let's go. Where does he lie? The guy would tell you that his fly is down. He, it seems to be that he is incapable of telling a lie. He says things that would be dangerous to himself. He's just he's like Larry David. Like he's just going to tell you the truth because he doesn't. He's like that old guy who doesn't care. Like, I mean, I don't believe that we aren't the better person. We are the better person. We are the better person I just don't know as if the a better party. People are going to win. That's what I'm saying. You know, frankly, I will say, you know, Nancy Pelosi ripping up this speech. I love it. Fantastic. Wonderful. The Democrats rebuttal last night. Bullshit. Right. Mm. Like, and I said this another thing. Why are we just doing the same thing we've been doing? I don't fucking know. Revamp the system. Do something different. Do something different. Because I said and I heard it on Twitter first and I agree. Do you know who should have done the rebuttal yesterday? It should have been all five of the House managers. Adam Schiff mm. should have led that mm. motherfucking rebuttal. Mm. All of America, well, not all of America no, because the ratings were low, but a lot of Americans were watching the State of the Union last night. It would have been his prime time, their prime time opportunity, because Moscow Midnight Mitch didn't allow that to happen in prime time. So allowed them to restate the case and the arguments against Donald Trump. See, now like, you're talking. Like, calm the fuck on. Now you're talking. But shake it up. Like you're saying, shake it up. Stop doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's what I feel that Democrats are doing. They go to Iowa. They expect different things to happen. I'm just like, folks, it's a new day. Yeah. It's a new world. It's a new political reality. And everybody needs to get woke to that fucking shit. Danielle, I Just let saying. it all out and I don't feel better. I don't. I actually feel worse, Torres. I feel worse, too. Great. All right. 
So thank you for listening to <laughs> Democracy-ish. I'm Tore. And I'm Danielle moody Mills. And we'll be back next week. I guess. If, if we still have a country. country. Pray, Pray about, about it. it. <laughs>